Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. It's media day. Did Santa put media goodness in your stockings? Let's talk basketball, New York City. We are now Pod Thorn. Brooklyn, Queens. Manhattan, New Jersey, Westchester, Nassau County, Suffolk County, and all parts therein. Today was media day for our beloved Nets. Wouldn't say it was fireworks, but uh, I bought my guy Sam, Mr. Samuel LaChow. Esquire, soon to be Esquire, soon to be Esquire. Uh, say hello to the people since you haven't said anything to them in a long time, Sam. I know it's been a while. I mean, we were talking like this is this is now our uh, technically our our third season. Although this one feels like the the first real real one. Uh, right. But I'm, I'm pumped. You want to walk people through our branding change, or should I? Yeah. So I mean, look, we. We were the front office for a while. Obviously, uh, I joined on with uh, with Eve a couple of years ago, right before the bubble, actually. And uh, and you know, given that the pod is now basically all Nets focused, the net uh, the Nets fan base has expanded so much, and we've gotten so much attention, more so for our Nets coverage rather than like you know Knicks or N- or general NBA coverage. And who better to pay homage to with the name change? Then one of the OGs in the Nets organization that made one of the biggest and, mo- and most helpful. The most successful GM uh, in Nets yeah, history. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, the Marbury for Kid trade, mm-hmm. drafting Richard Jefferson, or I should say tra- trading for and drafting Richard Jefferson. Uh, yeah. Drafting Kenyon Martin. He's the guy who drafted Michael Jordan back in his time with the Bulls. We've got to give some, pay some respect to Rod Thorne. And look, if the James Harden deal can be even 80% of what the Jason Kidd trade was, I think we'll all be very, very happy. Listen, man, I I um, am thrilled to be doing this pod with you guys. The front office was who we are. We are now at Pod Thorn on Twitter uh, uh, until further notice. Um, at Pod Thorn on Twitter. Get at us. Get active. We're going to be doing spaces where we, you know, we're in it. You know, I look, look, I I make software for a living. Sam is on his way to being a lawyer, but we love sports. We love sports talk. We came up on it. And and what the Nets are going through is is too legendary, too too much to chronicle for us to kind of pussyfoot around the fact that we're all Nets fans on the show, me, you, and Bam. And uh you know, we uh uh, we cover the Nets now, so so uh, without further ado, Sam, <laughs> tell us about your media day. How, how did you see it? I mean, look, I feel like it – here's the deal. What I think is so uh, – I, using the word upsetting seems strong, but, you know, me and you can get – we care so much about this team that I think I am going to use the word upsetting. It, what's so upsetting about today – is that there is so much good with this organization. Like, from mm-hmm. the top down, like, I've been, like, reading about all the stuff that Joe Sy has been doing around, like, the communities. Right. Sean Marks is obviously great. They had a really nice offseason. As me and you spoke about over the uh, over the summer, I thought they had a great draft. Um, we're all really excited for Cam Thomas and Dayron and even, like, Kessler Edwards and um, right. David Duke with the infamous name. But, uh, like, 
it's it just has this in similar fashion and you've said this before and i'm, I'm using kind of your uh uh your catchphrase about Kyrie. there's just like you know you have Kyrie, and for all the magic there's just always this potential uh cloud of just pure gray thunderstorms tornado warnings like who, <laughs> it's who knows like you go like Kyrie having Kyrie is like you go on the weather app and you're like look it could be sunny with and you could be playing softball out in uh out in central park or in astoria all night or you could be dealing with like hurricane sandy you have no idea and that's part of the brilliance but right now we're dealing more with uh with a hurricane i, I don't think no nah, it's it's nothing the the Kyrie thing is nothing and everything at the same time which which, exactly. which is which which sounds like a cop out to say basketball wise can the nets still win a championship with or without a dependable Kyrie like like who are we fooling Sam this is the dude that took 2 weeks off to throw a birthday party for his sister that's unprecedented i i've never heard of anything like that but we take it because he's Kyrie because he is when he played that year before KD touched the court, he was the greatest, the most talented NBA player to ever play for New York City, the mecca of basketball professionally. Kyrie Irving was just that good, and I love to watch him play, and I love the fact that he's on this team, and and, and he's one of us. But, you know, I, my saying, and I will say this all season, Kyrie Irving is a dickhead. But he's our dickhead. You know what I'm saying? Like, my godson, vegan, new world ideas, we don't agree. But I love the kid. I love them. I, I raised them. I've, I've, I, every time he comes in the cold, I feed him. <laughs> but the fact remains that my godson is a dickhead. <laughs> I, I have to accept him for that because he's my godson. But at the same time, you know, with Kyrie, I I wouldn't have I wouldn't trade him for Ben Simmons. I wouldn't trade him for a lot of I wouldn't trade him for Bradley Bill. Bradley Bill right now, the other anti-vaxxer. I wouldn't trade Kyrie for Bradley. It would have to be Bradley Bill and a whole lot of other stuff, and to get Kyrie. That's how much I think of him as a basketball player. But um, he's a dickhead. He's one of us, but he's a dickhead. So. I, I, and I think that's and I think that's all that it is, really. If you think about it, it's it, you know. But you know, go ahead. No, Sam. I agree. I agree. So can we? Talk, so let's talk because I think this is going to be uh, the topic of conversation for a while, and we have time, obviously, until the season starts. But right now, the the big topic is obviously Kyrie. So let's like quickly because I don't think we want to belabor because there's also other more fun stuff to talk about. But. I, I, I kind of cooked up in my head. There's basically in my head, there's there's three outcomes that happen for this, right? There's the, there's the he eventually gets vaccinated, which is be seemingly becoming less and less likely by the day. Because it's kind of like if you weren't going to, you knew that you knew what the New York City de Blasio executive order was. Like, if you're not, if you're not going to get it over the last month, why are you going to get it now? There's the, there's the he, uh, <laughs> doesn't get vaccinated but maybe there's some change to this new york city executive order that doesn't include uh athletes anymore or who knows maybe there's some back back workings kind of like what you see in billions or succession between politics and business mixing i don't know if Cy and de blasio or like texting about uh about this executive order whatever it is and then there's i guess the third option which is like this dude's actually going to miss some games until either he gets vaccinated or the order changes. Like, I, like, am I, am I missing anything else? That seems like it's it. He, look, here's the problem. It's this anti-vax thing is becoming an identity for some people. Yep. It's, it's, it's now become the simplest of things. Like I, I'm repeating myself, but, I had to take the polio shot to go to elementary school. Didn't you? (laughs) Like, I don't know if anyone noticed. When's the last time you saw someone walking around with polio? 
right? Uh, when I was a kid, there was people who got who would get the measles. You know who they were? Hippies. <laughs> they like they didn't get vaccinated. They would get the measles. It would always happen. Long hair, the little unwashed kid in the class, measles. Every single year until people started taking the measles vaccine religiously. And I'm telling you now, it is disheartening because, of course, we have the Tuskegee experiment. We have the history of the United States using actual germ warfare against the natives uh, of this country. I get why people have doubts. But, Kyrie, you have the resources. You could take a couple of vials, take it to a lab, make sure it doesn't have the um, the uh, uh, tracking chip in it or whatever you're scared of or the thing that swells your, 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 your testicles. Shout out Nicki Minaj. You could do that. Kyrie. Um, but I don't think that's what it's really about. I think I really just feel like people have created this anti-vax identity. And that anti-vax identity makes them stand fast on the principle of why they didn't take it in the first place. That there's something in it. That there's something wrong with it. And I, I, I can't even begin to tell you like it's just hard because there's so many dumb kids who follow Kyrie and who take his stuff for gospel. And, uh, and you know, even though there's a place called Antarctica and we all know it's there, so many people believed in Flat Earth and, and more thought it was a, a concept that they should consider just because it was, you know, Kyrie also believed it. So... It's rough, man. That that side of it is what bothers me. But the basketball side, I just think we're Kyrie proof. So it 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 matters. It matters to a certain degree. You, uh, they can't kowtow to him. It would just look horrible considering the, the, you know, the whole of Staten Island doesn't want to take the damn vaccine. I not not to be a uh, uh, burroistic, but. I recognize there's people waiting for someone to stand up against this thing. And I don't think cities can afford that. Not cities like New York and L.A. It's just it, it just would go. It just it's just too easy to set a blaze here. I, I don't think that message is a good message. Yeah. Like. So, I mean, it's funny. We uh, me and you were talking before before we started potting and like uh I personally, honestly, in my life, do not have almost anyone I know that's um, anti-that's anti-vax, and for a lot of reasons that you already mentioned, a lot of historical reasons. I think, like understanding the background for being anti-vax, uh, coupled with the blo- with the black plight in America, one hundred percent. There's, there's, there. I, I can understand where some of the origins of where some of the. Uh, fears come from so i guess my question for you is like because because i do think look i think part of what makes this podcast great is is me and you come from come from different backgrounds and we also you know have like people on the ground that we talk to we it's not like we're journalists or anything like that we're talking to like normal people every single day so like when you when you speak to people in your uh either that you're friends with or family members whatever it is who are anti-vax what's their what's their response given that so many prominent and uh famous and important uh black americans have taken it like a barack obama like a kamala harris like a gazillion different ceos and other athletes no i I think there's something weird happening in our culture where because these people have reached these heights there's this kind of distrust in them that they're you know that they they too are also you know uh uh, part of the Illuminati or part of the problem or part of the conspiracy themselves. And, you know, heavy uh, are, are, are the heads that uh, wear the crown. Um, that's just part of it. Once you do reach a certain level of success, people will knock you down. And right now, the black community has a hard time. It's, it's, it's you know, we're, we're not a monolith, right? But because of the history it's we're more skeptical than than most 
And the problem is now we live in a society where where facts are are personal. <laughs> They're not just black and white, whether this is true or not true or fact or not or or, or not a fact or fiction. And um I uh I, I think it's just a tough place to be. I lost a cousin uh to COVID. He was in the hospital, he was doing well and he had an aneurysm. Uh like a lot of young people who get COVID and, and, and die uh get a you know, get an aneurysm. And then my cousin Sabrina, um, who passed uh, a month and a half ago, maybe close to two two months ago, but, you know, that, that recently, she died because she couldn't get treatment in her city, in Georgia. She lived in, in, in uh, uh, somewhere on the outskirts of uh, Atlanta. And she passed, um, uh, she had lupus, like my daughter, and she passed because she couldn't get medical attention she was having an outbreak. She she came to New York, and by the time she came to New York, she died. So uh, also, she was an anti-vaxxer, you know. And I I take these conversations a little bit more personal than most because of how it's affected my family directly. But even at the wake of you know uh, my other cousin who passed away. <laughs> Uh, it's so so hard to say, but at the wake, his, the, the brother was speaking and telling conspiracy theories. So we have a problem with, with fact and fiction in our society. Uh, people are starting to say things like my truth, not that truth is not, you know, personal to you. But it affects my community even more because it, we start at a position of distrust. We start at a position of, of you know, uh, we can't, you know, for lack of a better word, we can't trust these crackers. <laughs> and um, um, and I think, and I think Kyrie kind of subscribes to that. Kyrie kind of subscribes to the magical mind that a lot of people in, in his generation have. Um, science. Uh, you know, facts, they're all a part of the conspiracy. And, and again, there's been conspiracy, there's actual conspiracies in our face, you know, uh, uh, that happen every day. And, but the ones that are more tantalizing are the ones where, you know, we're, we're taking the mark of the beast if we take this vaccine. So I don't know, man, it's, it's disheartening. That's the only part of it that's disheartening, though. This is a basketball pod. The the basketball side, I think it'll work itself out. I think, I think Sean Marks knew he couldn't come back with the guys that he came back with, and especially if he was losing Dinwiddie, um, because Kyrie's a wild card. Uh, is 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 that? Do you think? What do you think of the guys who are are the part of Nets Twitter? That will not allow for any Kyrie <laughs> negative talk, no yeah. matter what it is. What, what do you think about that side of Twitter? No, yeah, I, th- I think this is the perfect, the perfect pivot. So I, I think there's two really interesting things. I mean, number one, I think people at this point, the part of Ned's Twitter that's that has has kind of started to act like like we're this franchise that is so elite and everything they do is perfectly right, and every player they have is invincible and bulletproof that like, we're not really allowed to uh, criticize them at all. Like I, and, and, and the Kyrie supporters are easily like the worst to go at. Like, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it's like, uh, what do people tell people? I mean, I never get involved in these. Everybody says like the Beyonce hive on Twitter is like the worst group to go at. Like the Kyrie one is, is pretty strong. You don't want to go for the Beyonce hive. The Beyonce hive will get you. <laughs> the, Beyonce yeah. hive, the Beyonce hive is like seems like it's almost like uh, those those idiots who support uh, Portnoy at Barstool. And when you go at him, they end up like threatening you. Like that's Good. that uh, that seems to be like the vibe I see. Uh, yes, I, I, I see with some of these with some of these peeps. And like, I, I mean spirited. I, I think we have like a really interesting question, which is how much of this off season was predicated towards towards like <laughs> COVID and Kyrie, Kyrie proof because because that's. Like your slogan of like this team being Kyrie proof, I honestly think is like is like his genius and should honestly end up maybe being the slogan for the 
for the for the Nets, like when, when you walk into the Barclays <clears throat> Center, like 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 welcome to Brooklyn, we're Kyrie proof or whatever. Because like, right. because no, because like like I mean, I think there was a podcast that I shared this week that um that uh, I, f- I forgot which one it was. It might have been with Mark Schindler, or Matt Brooks, or someone else. Where the only downside that someone had talking about the about the Nets was they were like, oh, with the money they spent on Mills. Maybe I would have rather just had it spend on a wing, like a Jeff Green type or someone who's like a kind of in that in that vein. And now you're kind of thinking like, well, Mills might end up having a way bigger role than any of us ever thought he was going to have, depending on what's happening. And maybe the Cam Thomas pick as well. And and for me, that's where I see opportunity. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like so today when KD was talking it was very to the point of, uh, about Kyrie, and I probably am, am not being fair if I'm reading into it. But when he started talking, I don't know if you noticed this, but when he started talking about Patty Mills, his face lit up. Yeah, he loves him. And he was like, me and Patty, we were just talking basketball. We were like, so it. Kyrie and KD are different. Kyrie grew up immersed into basketball because that's who his father was. That's Godfather, is the culture in his family. That's that's just what it was, right? I, I, I feel that. And I feel that he loved it, and, and he still loves it. But I also feel like now I, Kyrie thinks of himself in a different way than a basketball fiend. Like, when I saw Patty Mills uh, after winning the bronze medal, you know, singing, I come from a land down under... <laughs> uh, with his Australian teammates, I was like, "Golly, man, that dude is a leader, man. That dude believes in like winning and playing ball." And I was like, "We're Kyrie proof. We didn't have that last year. You know, we we had Spencer trying to get his money, eventually getting hurt. You know, whatever the shade was that that went between him and the organization after that." Um. You know, we didn't have that. We 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 played Tyler Johnson at point guard, a backup point guard for minutes. We we went to Russia and got a point guard. Like this is Patty Mills. He's a champion, Sam. Like it, you know, you gotta ride with me with the uh, with the opportunity that 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 opens up by just you know Kyrie just being missing. No, I mean, look, like there for sure. Like I'm, I'm look, I'm really excited. I think. I think your point about, you know, Patty Mills and like when you saw Patty and KD, those those videos were my favorite videos of the entire summer. Yeah. Like the Patty Mills, KD embracing each other and like how happy KD looked because, you know, I I think you were alluding to this a little bit, but like Patty Mills kind of seems like he has like the 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 Hooper mentality that KD has. Yeah. You know, Kyrie, I think, gets the rap for having the Hooper mentality, but it's clear that his true, true like love is in a lot of other places which is yeah which is not which is nothing there's nothing wrong with that like to have other interests like kd has a lot of other interests but if you see the look in his face like he i i know i know this is hyperbole to a sense but i saw a twinkle in his eye when he was talking about patty and that told me like James is our point guard anyway. If we we don't have a problem scoring the ball, if we could just have that guy who will hit shots in the clutch instead of Joe Harris, who's who has proven that that's not his role, that's not his thing. So I I just can't think of a, a like I, that signing came out of nowhere for me. It wasn't. It wasn't on deck. It wasn't in in the front of my mind, back of my mind. Nothing. Like I knew he was a. I knew he was available, but I never thought he was coming here. And I, 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 we, we really, we really got lucky with that one. I, I don't. Hey, uh, it could be a whole lot worse. You know, we could be talking about it's the. Ushering in of the, um, you know, Mike Brown. Oh, what was the, what was the dude's name that we got from Russia again? I forgot his name. Mike Mike James. Mike James, the one and only. You can't control me. 
<laughs> yeah. Um. Uh. Nah, man. I. I. I'm good with Kyrie on the basketball tip. Like, if he shows up, we're we're playing for like two and three championships. If he shows up. Um. Not even if basketball is important to him, but if he just shows up, we. If he's there, we're a legendary team. If he's not there, we're still a great team. We'll win a championship. This is my question, though, because like, so I, what I don't get is like, I thought people have said that he's been at HSS so far uh, this year, like practicing because. But I thought based off of the executive order, it would seem that he couldn't be at like any Nets facilities or anything like that. So that's why like this whole thing I just find to be like kind of bizarre and like. I'm just wondering even how it'll be enforced. And, like, what's also funny is, like, he's also going to be able to play in, like, in half the games or whatever, even at this rate. Like, so it's funny because I think a lot of Nets Twitter's acting like he's out for the year when, like, he will be there. Yeah. Yeah, no. And and also, it's only been two weeks. So he might have been at HSS. But this is, like, look. I, I'll give you some inside baseball on this. Now, and I hate that this has turned into the pandemic podcast. But, you know, my brother's a cop. Yep. Right? And he is not, like, one of those trying to save the world cops. He believes in his job. He does his job. And he does it very well. You know, he's one of the youngest New York captains ever. Some 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 shit like that. I don't know, but like my brother is accidentally a super cop, <laughs> and he explains that when they have these meetings of all the captains and all of the 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 upper cops, they report in front of the commissioner and they talk about things, and they get when they look at the numbers of every place but here, they get scared shitless because. In South Dakota, uh, you they might have a festival or a biker concert, and guess what? The next two weeks, even though South Dakota's far apart, everybody's living on, you know, ten acres of property. Uh, there's you know barely anyone that lives in that damn state, but their COVID cases grew seven hundred percent at one bike rally. So my brother's telling me this story because what happened at that bike rally, now think of it 20 times in New York and quickly. And it's not like, like I was telling you before, it's not just the fact that a lot of people can get it. It's the fact that it puts, it puts stress on the hospitals. The hospitals get packed, people get turned away, people die. So, <laughs> if he was at HSS, if they're breaking the rules, especially because of what the Nets ownership and organization claims to be about as a as a group, I, I just don't, I, <laughs> man, I just don't see them going against it because they probably go in behind the scenes and have that conversation that you can't have normally or you can't say outwardly in in a in a press conference because it would scare the shit out of people you still want them to come you still want to sell out you still you don't want to scare everyone but we're going to follow the rules because of what can happen in this particular city very very quickly so i i just don't see any kind of machinations where unless things change uh that Kyrie will be playing the home games or or them changing until this thing is over. And the reason why it's not over is because we have so many other states that doesn't believe in any of the um uh uh rules and yeah. it, it just keeps going. And and it's it's it feels like a nightmare that won't end even though New York like we've been rewarded by our diligence with this stuff. We're like you know, you could almost walk down the street like it's normal, you know. And but in other places, people are dying, man. People, I, I have people in Florida. It just seems like every other week, someone I know down there 
gets it, loses their sense of smell. (laughs) Uh, Shout out to Bradley Bill who said, I lost my sense of smell, but that's it. No problem. (laughs) I got COVID. (laughs) So Bradley might get the religion thing, though, because he's a proud part of some kind of super church down in D.C. Uh, uh, I'm pretty sure it's probably some evangelical thing or, or something like that 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 he's rocking with you know him and his wife are a part of that thing so bradley bill i salute you. you but you know the wizards don't have these protocols right they it's 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 uh <laughs> it's yolo down in maryland right that they, they should or is it is that stadium in dc proper the bullets uh, where, the, where the wizards play i mean the bullets the wizards <laughs> i yeah, just showed my age with that one that's yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I guess I guess they they could survive it, but um I don't know, man. It's a uh it, it, it's not going to affect this basketball wise, you know, because Sean Marks did the right things and it might just open up uh you know, a place for Cam Thomas. Now, was there anything that got you excited outside of like let's put this Kyrie stuff behind us. We talked about it way too long. Um did anything get you excited? I have two things. Um, I mean, look, I'm, I'm super, I'm super pumped about about Patty. I really am. I think he, like, in a way, it was like kind of what I, I mean. As you said this on the podcast, the summer a million times. If they have, if they have Mills instead of like Shamit or Tyler Johnson right. or whoever, they're they're probably beating the box. Um, yeah. Like yeah. he's, I mean, he's he's going to be awesome. The fans are going to love him. I think this whole. I actually think, you know, like people are talking about how uh, I saw there was some stupid article on like the Daily News or somewhere where like that was like, oh, like the Nets say that Claxton's role is going to increase. But like, how is that possible with all the big guys? Like the Nets big guys are old. They're going to be they're going to play in the playoffs. But like Claxton's going to it's going to be fun to see him get his. I think he's him and Harden seem like they're close. I know uh, Claxton went with went to uh, Houston with Harden this summer for Harden softball tournament in H-Town. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know that they're developing a connection, and Claxton's the one who knows that his money is going to come from whatever Harden gives him running, like, the pick and roll and stuff like that. Um, yeah. So, yeah, he I'm he surprised me he didn't come in he didn't come in bigger. Uh, I was yeah, I was surprised said, that that... He says he's too... I saw him. He said that he's 225, which to me still seems light for someone his size, but, like, I, I like, I mean... I think I I may have came up with this theory this summer, <laughs> which was that if you saw Claxton's pictures and you thought he looked like he got bulkier, then you're a homer. Yeah. If you saw them for what he is, which is like the dude is still unbelievably thin, and like just because you can see his bicep, that's like usually what happens when people are very thin. Like, yep. <laughs> like, He's like, always been cut up. Yeah. Like yeah. Like no one's doubting that like the dude is like toned. The issue is that like I I want him to look like how. More, more like how sharp looks. So I think this looks really good. Um, I, I, he's still, he's still big, but he's, he's big bone. He's supposed yep. to be that big, and yeah. he, he, he went to work this summer. I'm, I'm proud of that kid. That like seeing him, and Claxton vibing together, and you know, um, made me happy. And and also just seeing everybody else smiling, like that was just so dope. Like. Like even KD, who's usually just you know a grumpy Gus, you know, um, you know this stuff is tedious. I could get that, but they really believe they can win. I think last year proved to them that they can win. Um, and to see just you know, Harden just up for it, like hyped, screaming, <laughs> um, getting caught on the mic screaming. Uh, uh, you know, but it's just, it's just so great to see how positive everybody was. Like those things matter, man. Like, I, it, if like, I was seeing clips of the, the, uh, some of these other teams and there's a cloud over a lot of them. Like, you know, yep. you can't tell me Philly doesn't have a cloud over that. Uh, yeah, I, I, that you, know, you know, the Bucks look, the Bucks look happy. Of course, they're champions, you know, but they got a chip on their shoulder because everybody keeps telling them that the Nets are still better than them. And, yep. um, but still, like, just the positivity, like, 
everybody's there to work. Everybody's ready. It, you know, this kid, I, I, yo, I'm sorry. I know I said I wasn't going to get in front of myself with Cam Thomas. Uh, but audience, New York City, we lied to you. <laughs> and I'm putting you in my lie too, Sam. We lied to you. I'm hyped over Cam Thomas. That's yep. why I don't care about none of this Kyrie stuff. If Kyrie misses 40 games, I think that's maybe 10, 15 minutes more for Cam Thomas to just make mistakes and get better. And who knows? If he's as good as we think he is, like scoring is always going to make you look better than what you really are. That That's that's why we're all so excited about him. He probably couldn't, you know... Uh, he, you know, defend ending the war on drugs, but he is seriously um, a a good offensive talent. And on 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 those like long nights where everybody doesn't feel like playing, just put the energetic rookie in there and let him just go off, man. Ah, I like. I don't know how we got that lucky, man, but uh, it, it's just the positivity for me. Those those are the two things. Seeing seeing everybody in shape. And seeing everybody positive, uh, I, I couldn't be happier, man. You know, it, do you agree? Am I am I being overly positive? No, I mean, uh, dude, that's why. Look, that's why I started off the, the pod being like, this Kyrie thing's annoying because I'm I'm so happy that it's back. I mean, as me and you have texted off air, the 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 other sports teams in the city are so fucking gross, miserable, that, like. Like, just totally, like, not even like, oh, they're bad, oh, they're rebuilding, like, have no idea what they're doing, totally lost. I mean, I guess, like, I mean, I guess if you're a Yankee fan, you're, you've, you have a cautious optimism right now, but, like, besides I mean, we that, swept the Red Sox, I still don't, I, we swept the, we swept the Red Sox in Fenway, and I still don't feel optimistic. Yeah, right, the season has still <laughs> overall been unbelievably disappointing, and the football teams are now, I think, what was the, what's the stat, they're like, 20 and 39 in their in their last whatever their last 10 seasons in September so the, I mean like the the team is the teams are totally pathetic um, and so and that's why like I'm so I look I can't wait for uh, the NBA season to start I mean the the draft was the start of it and then free agency made it uh, made it super fun as uh, as it yeah. always is and look I think this I think the team going to San Diego is also a good thing I'm, I'm pumped about that I'm hoping that uh having them all in a in a place honestly away from the new york media will actually yep. quiet down some of the vaccine stuff and hopefully it'll give Cy and marks the ability to like talk to Kyrie and everyone uh obviously i mean i think a lot of these guys already are obviously close and know each other but <laughs> you know i'm i'm pumped we still got to see who's gonna get that 16th spot it seems like it's between the uh, Bembry and, and Seku because the a lot Marks and everybody keeps talking about Javon Carter as if he's on the team. So yeah, uh, I noticed that too. Yes, yeah, so which which look, I think I think Javon Carter is going to be a guy that this podcast loves because he does he has no quit and he's he's a guy who's going to annoy the shit. He's out like of a the, he's like a poor man's Avery Bradley. Yeah, he's like. I, I forgot who it was. It was I think I think I said this on another podcast. I think it was a Fran Frischella or someone said that Javon Carter is still to this day the best defensive guard prospect he's ever seen in college. And he's like really? Bob Huggins, West Virginia dude. Like the dude means fucking business. Uh, and I think he's going to annoy the shit out of like the out of like the Jalen Browns and the <coughs> and Brogdon and, mm-hmm. uh, and Kyle Lowry and all those and Drew Holiday and all those dudes. I think he's going to be. A, Humongous pain in the ass. Um, so I'm yeah, looking, I, here's I'm looking here, that. here's my here's my re- my um response to that though. Yep. Don't you think Javon and um, Bruce Brown is kind of repetitive? Uh, no, because I think yeah. So I, I think that's a good point. I haven't heard anyone bring that up. I, I don't only because. I actually think that uh, I actually think that <laughs> that Bruce Brown is a power that, forward. He's <laughs> so weird. And second of all, like I don't, I don't know how I don't, I can't tell yet how great of a like on the perimeter defender Bruce Brown is, as opposed to like just being kind of a right spot, um, right time type of guy. And mm. Carter, I like you know, 
Carter is so one-track minded and isn't really asked to do anything else that I kind of like the idea of just like plugging him in and being like a humongous pain in the ass. Like I think having a guy like Carter really helps for like the hockey sub type thing. Like just get the guy in for three minutes and make whoever, whatever point guard is in there, just exert a ton of energy and tire the shit out of them. And, I, and, I, uh, for me, I think it's, I, now that we have so many guys with length and so many guys that defend, um, like the only reason why I would be more hyped for Seiko than like someone like a James Johnson is because James can't run the floor anymore. You know what I mean? Like I, I think in Seiko, they have a player that can only get better in this Nets organization. They have a player that they could think about this. We we were trotting Alize Johnson out there and was happy about it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like as much as I love Alize, he he's not a he's not a lottery pick. Sekou's a lottery pick pick with flaws. He's a new basketball player. Um uh, and you know, all this other stuff, like people saying his age isn't real, like, you know, that's borderline racist stuff. No one's saying Luca's age isn't, isn't real. You know, the kid was born in France. Like, I mean, was raised in France. Like they, they know how old he is. They didn't know he was going to be a basketball player when he got to France at three years old. So, you know, give me a break. Um, but nonetheless, I think Sekou could be somebody that develops into or that surprises without the pressure of being the savior. Like in Detroit, he was the draft pick. He was the high draft pick. He was there to be a part of what fixes Detroit, but he wasn't a big enough figure to fix what's wrong with Detroit. No, I don't think one player can fix what's wrong in Detroit. So, you know, it was unfair to think that he could do that, but he has ability that kid so I, I just hope it he he's able to prove it out it's hard to do on a veteran team but I think he could do wonders just being on the side of of Harden like when KD sits down and just plays you know lockdown bulldog defense runs the court finishes on fast breaks and just gives the team energy we don't we don't have a lot of that we we have it in bigs in the, in the form of uh Claxton but uh you know, you you need some, you need a little bit of length, you know, to to defend the wings, and uh, I I think Sekou could do that. I think I think that's gonna, I think he's gonna uh, raise a lot of eyebrows. His offense, I don't know how how long it's coming, but I think it's gonna look a lot better than it did in Detroit because of who's going to be on the court with him. Even Joe Harris makes a kid like that better. He's never even played with a Joe Harris. Think about that. That's as much as we. You know, um, uh, our negative Joe Harris people until he until he hits a few threes and we get all happy. But uh, yeah, no, nah, I, I I don't know, man. Javon Carter makes sense, I guess. Uh, seems repetitive with what we already have. Um, but you know, I, I'm if 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 he's that good at defense, I'm I'm with it. I, I kind of think he's the a poor man's Avery Bradley, but I'll take it. I'll take it if his D is going to be that good. In a, in a weird way, um, I'm pivoting a little bit, but I actually think that the coaching staff that they have for this year mm. is arguably better than it was last year. And last year, it, was, it had some really like special guys. Like I think Adoko was probably like the underrated MVP of the team. But yep. like, but like, as as you know, like following basketball as close as you do, like Banterpool is like fucking beloved by players. Oh yeah, that dude is like that and stat like, geeks. What's that? And stat geeks. I don't know why, but amongst basketball yeah, like, nerds, they love Antipo. Like, he is, like, he is, like, Dame's guy, McCollum's guy. Everybody who's been with him for a short period of time, like, fucking loves him. Mm-hmm. I think, I mean, me and you talked about this. We were super amped when we found out Clifford was becoming a uh, advisor. Yep. Um, like, I think, I don't know, I just, I, I like the, I like having the Clifford old school, you know, I think Clifford's a disciple of, of like, the Riley Knicks and stuff like that, so I'm I'm all I'm all in on that. I think that I think that's going to be great. I love that you I love that you got Corver and Amari there. Um, so it's not. Yeah, I, who would have thought awesome. last year that Amari Stoudemire would be the uh, 
the assistant coach that would stick. <laughs> yeah, like it, I mean, yeah, like Amari's. I think Amari's like a great guy to have for the guys like like Sharp and Claxton. Yep. <laughs> uh, and like, I mean, I don't. We'll see if what happens with like uh, Raekwon Gray and like the Long Island team. Honestly, the Long Island Nets are going to be like a must-get ticket. I honestly want to go to one of their games, given who might be uh, playing for them. But, really, uh, you, you, I, I wasn't, I wasn't that impressed, but uh, now you make me more hopeful. Like I, I, you know what they got rid of that I used to like to do. Sometimes I would be in Long Island, and I would just go if I happened to be in Long Island visit, visiting my parents. I would go to uh, 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 they would have lunchtime games, and you could just pop. Yeah, you could just pop off the highway, um, right there on uh, I guess that's Hempstead Turnpike or whatever it is. And, you know, jump off the Meadowbrook and right there you just pull in. There's parking. And, I, I, you know, you could even sit. It's it's it was the admission was one price, I believe, if I remember right. And you could even walk down (laughs) a couple of uh, of seats and get as close as you want. Um, And it's nice. It was that was that was a dope idea. I I wish they kept that because I would definitely make more games if more Long Island games if they were uh, at lunch or, or something like that. Just... Yeah. <laughs> but also... do you, who's good on that, though? Who's Who do you think, like, besides the draft picks that we know, Kessler's going to be down there, right? Yeah, I assume Kessler, and I'm hoping, like, uh, Duke will be down there. Um, yeah, David I think, Duke, I think the Duke Grandmaster, the Grand Wizard. <laughs> what did you say? Uh, David Duke, the Grand Wizard. Oh, you you're young. You you probably don't even know that uh that there's this guy named David Duke who's the grand wizard of the Klux Klan. Oh, no, no, no. I know I know all about. I've done a lot of I've done a lot of reading about uh about that man. Uh 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 well, I mean, look, if you look with with that name, he'll 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 actually fit in pretty well given the politics in Long Island at this point. <laughs> Like nah, man. You know, I like I like the answer that he gave about his name. He said, he said, I never, I never wanted to like, you know, uh, change up my name or 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 make it different. I, you know, I could have been D. I could have been, you know, uh, you know, my my first and middle name initials. He's like, but I specifically made the name, chose to to say it exactly like how it is or like how it was given to me. Because I want to change the um, I want to change the 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 perspective on on the name. I like that. That's that's a that's a great mindset to have in a kid. I'm gonna be watching him. Um, <laughs> it's funny the Nets the Nets would wait for this draft to like stock up on a bunch of good kids who could play. So it's what it's what Marks does, man. He <laughs> that man is playing 3D chess, boy. Everybody else is playing checkers. Podthorne fan base should know that you're uh, betting. Betting is legal for me in uh, in, in DC as I'm here right now, and I I did I may or may not have made uh, James Harden for MVP 22 to one odds, which I could not believe I got those odds. You know I can't find those odds anymore. Yeah, I I don't know. I got them like probably two or three weeks ago. I think now it's it's down and it's uh, because Sharp Money I, jumped I, on I, it. We, we get a full year of him this year, and he got hurt last year also. So like this is yeah. And he was in terrible shape. He was coming off of a COVID summer. He didn't want to be there anymore. He well, he came in in terrible one shape. Of the things that uh, that me and you got called out for by Nets faithful. They said that we weren't being loyal to Harden because we said that if he was in better shape, he wouldn't have had the bad hamstring thing, which is like legitimate, which is definitely true. It's not. I mean, it's it's if we're not giving him CT scans, you know, if we're not if we're not doing the the MRI. We can't know for sure, but I what I do know for sure, and doctors and clinicians and physical therapists all say the same thing, that when you are fat, you put more pressure on your joints and more pressure on your hammies, and that's exactly what happened. It, he didn't even take a, a hard step. Like, we've all watched how he got hurt, it, you know, and that comes from wear and tear on being fat. Same thing with Darren Williams. Darren Williams relatively got into shape here. But by the time he got into shape here, he waited to come to he waited until his ankles disintegrated for him to become vegan. 
And that didn't help Darren Williams either. That, uh, like becoming vegan, you need more protein when your your uh, tendons and ligaments are disintegrating. So, you know, I I I feel like I feel like it, you know stuff like this you can't you can't tell for sure. But him looking like he said he rehabbed all summer. That's. That's what I want to hear. Like, I've been rehabbing the injury. I've been taking it seriously. He's definitely lost weight. He's not the skinniest he's ever been. He looked skinnier in the summer in some pictures. But he looked way skinnier than when he got here. I'll tell you that much. And he looks ready. He looks happy. He looks ready. Uh, I'm I'm good with Harden. Harden's going to be a big part. Like, he's... If he doesn't win it, it might be because... He just plays with KD. That might be the problem. Yep. No, that could that that could totally be. The, uh, no, I, I I totally agree. That could totally be the uh, the the reason why he doesn't. But I I mean, look. I'm What's not, your over and under on KD games this season? Um, I think I would actually put it pretty high because I actually think I think. He, he knows. First of all, he, you know, like there was a famous Sports Illustrated article where he's like, "I'm sick of being second and everything, second mm-hmm. draft pick, second to LeBron, etc." Like mm-hmm. every outlet has him as the best player in the world right now, and I think he's going to want to capitalize on it and like show that he like deserves to stay there. So I would put it actually like the mid to high 60s, even though like some might say it's lower, some might say it's higher. He said, he said today that that his um main like that he didn't mean that like he said I, I know I said it that one time but I don't mean it I don't care about those things I just care that my teammate knows how my how hard I work etc cetera, etc cetera. you know of course I'm paraphrasing but you don't get as good as Kevin Durant and not want it you understand what I'm saying like you you have to be a semi like you know what we found out about Michael Jordan with his documentary was that he's a little bit crazy. What we're going to find out about K, uh, about Kobe, or uh, what we found out about Kobe in other documentaries, is that he's a little bit crazy. And LeBron is definitely, not, not even a little bit, LeBron is a lot crazy. And, um, and uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure KD is crazy. And, and he wants to be the best. He wants to win three championships here. He does. He wants to have more championships than LeBron. He wants to be able to not say it, but for all of us to say it. I'm willing to say, Kevin Durant, you are the best player in the world. Yep. I was, when I was watching the Olympics, it was almost like that was my way of watching Kevin Durant and not be biased. Because I didn't care if they won or lost, but he did. And I watched that desire, and I watched him carry that team. Like, that team almost was looking like the Chris Webber, uh, uh, Vince Carter uh, team USA. It looked like it could it was coming in for a letdown. And when it came time and when it was necessary, like, almost effortless, just one move after another. Like, I was watching some of these teams, like, these you know, these guys who don't play in the NBA and play in the you know, around the world in, in Euro Leagues, etc. And some of these guys were just watching him play and they just were amazed. <laughs> like they were just amazed at watching Kevin Durant play. That's hard to defend when you're watching someone play and be amazed at them at the same time. And just Kevin Durant is just on another level. How long he could be on that uh, that other level, we're gonna find out in these coming years. But as of right now He's the best player in the world. And, you know, he's not going to say it. He's not going to say he wants us to say it. But we all know it. He's the best player in the world. Right? Yeah, and I think he's going to be on a, yeah, I think he's gonna be on, on a mission to reaffirm that the whole year. Especially, look, he'll probably take, if Kyrie's not playing, he'll probably take it even more on himself to do more. And right. So, yeah. Right. I mean, Kyrie, 50-40-90. You know all the great accolades. Just an amazing player. He could, he could just do something here. You know, just by playing with these three guys, like that could just change the dialogue about him. 
this team could achieve things that, you know, things that the NBA has never seen before. But I, I just, you know, when you're so fucking rich, like, that, like, Kyrie is, he's not, you know, Howard Hughes, like, hiding in your house rich, but he's rich. Like, he's going to be rich. Like, <laughs> he he's a hundred millionaire. And he's going to be for the rest of his life, basically. And so, it's hard to motivate yourself when, when that's the case. You gotta, you have to be playing for bigger things. Like, there's... You, Sometimes Kate, like I, KD has a twinkle in his eye when he's talking basketball and, the, and you see the love of basketball in his eye. But the competitive side of him, KD has a look of a serial killer. He looks, oh, yeah. he like there's just a cold, dead, like Slim Reaper is such a great name for him. I, I know he wants us to call him other shit, but really like you are just a cold-blooded killer on the basketball court. And I, maybe those aren't the best adjectives, um, uh, especially since it's an analogy. But I, I've never seen anything like it. Seven foot, we we know all the that comes after that. But just to be seven feet tall and to be what he is, it's amazing to watch. It's amazing to watch. Okay, media day. We got five minutes before we put this thing to bed on on media day, man. Is there anything I've missed? Did you like Steve Nash's performance? Yeah, I mean, look, he, he's a media, he's a media pro. Like, yeah, he he's better that. than I, Sean Marks, that's I for sure. No, he's good at this, man. He's good at this, and and um, the only person that was better than him was Letterman. Yeah, Letterman's great. We're we're a different thing, man. The Brooklyn Nets. It's a special thing happening. David Letterman was at our media day making jokes. <laughs> I don't even know who he was interviewing. He's probably doing a, one of those Netflix specials with Sean Marks or some shit like that. I don't know. I think the rumor I heard on Twitter was that in his new show, Durant's one of the people that he's interviewing. Oh, okay. Okay. Because so, <laughs> at, first, at, first, at first, Kev didn't look amused. But no, I, that... Kevin actually has an amazing sense of humor. He's hilarious. He knows, he knows how to just like make people feel uncomfortable in a funny way. He's it's it's hilarious how he makes you feel uncomfortable. It's it's just such a a, a great device for for uh, taking out assholes. You know, I I look great media day for me. Sean Marks didn't tell us anything um, that he didn't want us to know, and you know. Uh, of course, Steve Nash was a showman. I, I I love it. I love it all. I I think it's a, a a great thing to be chronicling, man. You feel good? Uh, yeah, I'm feel I'm feeling good. I I'm you know you you know it's you know it's making me nervous, but I'm uh and, nah, and every everybody in Nets Nation's thinking about the or Nets World, I should say, is thinking about the exact same thing. But there's not there's nothing really else to to. To discuss, like I, I still believe he'll be playing home games at the Barclays Center, but we'll see. Yeah, and for me, it's like my logical brain says that that's the way it should end. He's playing; it's, we work it out. But again, there's just so much going on; like <laughs> there's so much at stake, and um, you know, I, I feel like it's not even like a, a stance, a health stance it's it's no, a it's, it's an identity it's an identity like 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 being vegan it's not a dietary choice it's an identity so it's a part of your identity rather so we'll see man i i i hope it all works out it's, i i still think we're in the running for a championship no matter what and that's what we're here for and i i am of course at eve darboos of the currently uh suspended at Eve Darboos uh, off Twitter. Um, you can hit hit me. Uh, I'll be working the controls on, at the at Pod Thorn account. And um, and uh, and Sam, you'll find him at at Samuel Lachow. L A C H O W. We are 
the indomitable pod thorn from now and forever talk to you later everybody mobile phone companies say they offer home internet but if their internet comes from a cell phone network you should know it's just phone internet not home internet keep your home up to speed with cox cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5g home internet Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of Ookla speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details.